0: mission. To explore the far reaches of cinema,
1: three daring adventures dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These
0: are the tales of their adventures. This is Cynonauts! Hey, this is Ian. And this is Catcher. And Boom is unfortunately not with us this week. Uh, Should you want to update the listeners of Synanauts as to where she was. We will leave that to her disclosure for next week, but uh, welcome to Synanauts Exploring the Criterion. Catcher uh, and I will be continuing our exploration of the hero with my pick this week, which was uh, an, a from what I understand to be uh, an Indian Hindi film classic uh, starring the iconic Irfan Khan called The Lunchbox. I know I'm very excited to talk about this movie.
1: I'm the most excited to talk about this. Um, yes, we're, we both just were talking off air that we w- really wish Boom was here because I think this would this is just going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, and I'm sure she'd have a million amazing fun things to say. So, but we're yeah. gonna we're gonna hold strong without her and just yeah, and do, try to do it justice.
0: We'll get we'll get Boom's thoughts on this next week because I'm sure she has um a, b- a bunch on this too. Yeah, but uh before we talk about the lunchbox catcher, what? Is going on uh, on your fake island of a world?
1: Uh-huh. It's it's go time at the Upper Deck Cafe. Um,
0: is that what it's called, the Upper Deck Cafe? That's what I it's just been realized. called
1: in the past. Okay. Um, and so we're just going to sort of keep that for now. Yeah. Uh, it's technically going to be called La Botolina, which is the barge um, mm-hmm. in Italian because we're an Italian mm-hmm. restaurant. Um, yes. But it, we are so- like we have like a soft launch Thursday and then we're... All hands on deck, go on Friday. So it's like happening mm. for real, nice. yeah.
0: That's uh, exciting. Are you like, how are you feeling about that? We're
1: all very stressed. <laughs>
0: <You> know, like, <laughs> this
1: has been like we, they, we, they. My brother and his uh, fiance got here like um, just over a month ago, and yep. I've been here just about a month now, and it's this is. This is not the timeline from which any restaurant should be opening, but sure. um, You know, we're lucky that what we had was so good to begin with in terms of the bones. So yeah, it's just going to be a a situation where there's not much more we can do until we have customers in the building and Mm. start tweaking it from there. So it it is what it is, but it's it's things are getting real. I'm going to have to shave my beard. Um, Oh wow. Probably gonna have to buzz my hair. We'll see how it goes.
0: Buzz your hair. I
1: might. I might. Yeah. I might. Why? Because it's gonna be so. Really? It's gonna be so hot.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's
1: gonna be so hot. So I may show up in like three or four weeks time, and I will have no.
0: Oh have my goodness. No we'll I don't it. think have I ever known you with short hair. I guess maybe when I first met you. Yeah, like me, it would have been 2019. Like buzzed ish.
1: off. You would have never seen it. It was shorter. That way. Yeah, it was Much definitely shorter. shorter though. Yeah. Right.
0: I guess I just associate your hair with long hair catcher. That's what I uh, Exciting.
1: Love, but can last forever. So that's where not, we're at.
0: Not in the stuffy restaurant business, am I right? That's right. That's right. Trying to trying to get those Michelins. That's you right.
1: Know? You gotta be you gotta be proper. No weird hairs in the food, <laughs> you know? So
0: um you can get one of those funny beard masks, don't they? Don't they make those for like chefs? They do, yeah. And cooks. I, right? yeah. But
1: again, I, it's it's really more about the heat. Like right. yesterday yeah. it wasn't even hot and we went into the kitchen late. One night to bring some stuff in, and it was still hot in there. So it's dude, be...
0: it's been and it's been getting like gnarly hot in the Pacific Northwest the last couple of years. Yeah, like it's it's, t- it's
1: apparently Vancouver, which is we're about 90 minutes from Vancouver. Like BC yeah. is going to be the hottest place in Canada this year, come August. Yeah, it's going to be last year. Yeah,
0: last year was un, like unbearably hot. Yeah, it's so. going to
1: be more of that, more forest nice. fires, lots of smog. lot It's just going to be, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, climate change is not real. It's not real. Yeah. It's and, fake. And uh, whatever. It's <laughs> such a joke.
0: You, in spite of your isolation from like mass population groups of people, you've knocked out a shit ton of movies in the last week. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been scared to talk about it for the last know?
1: couple of days. Oh. So, okay. um and my brother. Is bro- it the vid? I don't think so. But at this point, like who knows? Who knows? Right, right. Like I, I've already had it, so it's like
0: oh, you're it, you're probably good. Though. Is yeah. it
1: just is it COVID? But because I've had it, it's built up. It's yeah. Who knows? Anything right. is COVID or everything is a cold. So, but I was kind of sick for the last few days, so I got a chance to just like relax a bit. Uh, my brother went into uh, went into town, proper like Vancouver town,
0: uh-huh.
1: for a couple days to uh, do some butchering and stuff for the restaurant. Yeah. So I got to veg, and I watched a mm. lot of stuff, which was, it's been fun. Uh, mm. I watched Doctor Strange, actually in a theater, which was great. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to save that because Boom wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll save that for next week.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but last night, I watched The Northman. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. What a it's movie. A trip, right? That's yeah, was a, great. that's a movie. Like, uh, between, like, this... Well, this and like Green Knight, mm. which, you know, these sort of like nice, great, sort of epic old school tales. Mm-hmm. But then it's just, I was just thinking like Midsummer, mm-hmm. this Green mm-hmm. Knight, like mm-hmm. white directors are trying to find stories in our white cultured past. Like that's kind of the fun. Like <laughs> white people have culture, it turns out. And what we have is North mythology and runes and all this stuff. So I, I think it's kind of interesting actually that we're like, a lot of stories are being told Mm -hmm. sort of in this area of myth Mm -hmm. and it probably has to do with the fact that it hasn't really been touched by like nor like you know western audiences for the most part Um, right and so i think it's like it's just a fresh well uh for people to pull from
0: yeah because like Um, folk horror typically is like like the wicker man people think of the wicker man but these are like truly like norse i mean even though midsummer takes place in like present day sure that's like very much rooted in like true like nordic or norse like mythology yeah or like paganism or whatever yeah
1: Yeah. so i I think that's kind of interesting um and even like hereditary also had a bit of like paganism and
0: oh yeah there was like that joke
1: going around like a24 and their love for runes movies with runes (laughs) in them um yeah but this was really great, like, um, I was happy that you'd sort of pointed out the Hamlet connection mm-hmm. last week or mm-hmm. two weeks ago when we talked weeks ago, yeah, I uh, I mean clearly it's there, um, and that sort of it was weird, it was kind of like hindered and helped in that sort of understanding what was going on, but also like kind of giving away some of the some of the little bit of twists, like not mm-hmm. twists, but sort of like the way things unraveled, but mm-hmm. it was fascinating, um yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's not identical to Hamlet no. I mean I guess Hamlet is not identical to the story of Amleth but there are obvious like De- definite yeah.
1: connections and I loved uh like uh what's his name uh Willem Defoe. Defoe's character of like basically Yorick and then yeah. having the skull and the head yeah. and like that kind yeah. of thing I, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. vibing on that so hard yeah um and uh I really loved a lot of the sort of like mystical stuff I was really mm-hmm. enjoying. Like I liked the idea that, um, you know, he would be he's on these quests, these sort of like mental quests um, mm-hmm. and they sort of slide back into sort of reality versus like what's really happening and the, mm-hmm. the questioning of like what's real, what's not. So I loved all of that stuff. Um,
0: yeah. And it has like that touch of comedy, which I think the lighthouse cl- like really has like, this is like super, I wouldn't even say dark comedy. It's just like things were funny you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without inadvertently, like, being funny because it's the, the way, like, the world was at the time. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of that that Robert Eggers, like, really can touch on really well.
1: It's true. He does do that very well. Like, well, I think The Lighthouse definitely had a lot more, like, straight yeah. comedy in it, but I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Like, even just that dude with the missing nose. That, you yeah, know, like, yeah. Like, his reoccurrence is just, like, that's fun. Like, uh, yeah. there's something really fun about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, also, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was... Uh,
0: Did you rent that? Because that's on digital now, right? Or did Uh, you? What did it come to your theater?
1: No, it's. uh, I rented it. Yeah, yeah. I think I could only get it here on like YouTube. So yeah, Um, nice. But yeah, and now the only problem is is like Top Gun Maverick is coming out really soon, (sighs) and like I am I do could care less about the first Top Gun, but I am so amped for this movie and dude. I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna do because even if it plays here, it's like that's not how I want to see this. You gotta see it, yeah. Like I might have to like cross borders. Like you have a fancy theater over yeah, there. Yeah, where
0: I yeah, I'm going. I, well, honestly, so we're we're taping this a little earlier than normal, like time wise, because I actually thought I was I top gun tickets for tonight, but I actually have them for next week. Oh, true. But okay. I figured we were doing it anyway. But yeah, I have tickets like to the Dolby screen, which oh, that's is, gonna be it. like just got refurbished and it's so nice this so, is the key this, you're
1: gonna yeah. have the best like this movie is uh, it's gonna be so good it's yeah. gonna be so good and like the people the fact that i've heard like since press releases are so early that they're yeah. very confident in what this movie is going to do so i'm, I'm yeah so i've
0: glad. i've been keeping pretty blind from it yeah like i think i saw i watched the first teaser and then i just stopped looking at like anything else because yeah. i'm like i know it's gonna be fucking epic stuff. i have
1: just been watching like behind the scenes interviews where tom cruise has made the entire cast like train in real yeah. planes and i just yeah, keep watching yeah. that over and over
0: again as like a hype machine
1: and it's it is <laughs> working on me right
0: now <laughs> um, um let's see i i was traveling for work last week so i didn't get to watch too much stuff again but let's see um i watched return of the jedi for may the 4th Ooh, nice So that was fun. Um, I don't know why I decided to put that one on, but I just did. um, Love all the Star Wars. Really nothing bad to say about any Star Wars. Uh, But I did watch, um, I'm sure you know, I don't know. I've never talked about that much on this, but I love the Ninja Turtles. Like they are like my favorite comic book, Mm. my favorite like movies growing up, that sort of stuff. Um, And I like watched a fair amount of their animated stuff until like 2010-ish. But then I was like on a flight and I saw Batman versus Ninja Turtles, yes, like yes. the animated movies uh-huh. on, and it was so fun. Like, it was so fun. Uh, it makes me, like, want to watch some of, like, other sort of straight-to-streaming animated Batman and Ninja Turtles stuff that's come out because, mm-hmm. like, it's it was awesome. Like, a lot of really shameless fan service stuff, all, like, the cool Batman-Ninja Turtles crossover stuff, like, got me, like, I, it worked on me. Like, every single thing. I was like, oh, that's that's so cool. You get to see, you know shredder and uh you know batman face off i'm like that's fucking awesome so they have like all that was super fun they are Um, such
1: a perfect pairing yeah so uh i totally yeah that makes total sense to me like what like that it would be so fun and like and yeah they're an interesting property where like they started out quite dark and -hmm. then sort of lightened up and batman has that sort of flexibility in its history where it's like it's both fun but it can also be dark so it's like they they sort of exist sort of in the same tone we like area
0: yeah, and there's a lot of like fun just like dialogue between all the characters. I it, can see it was that. definitely a great plane movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other than that, yeah, Terry and I've been watching this show called Under the Banner of Heaven. Okay. Yeah, Under the Banner of Heaven, it's on Hulu. Um it's Andrew Garfield. Ooh. And I guess it's based on it's based on a true story um on a book written by John Krakauer, who also wrote Into the Wild and Into Thin Air. Mm. Um it's basically about Andrew Garfield is a cop uh in like a very in like the heart of Mormon country, Utah, and there was like a murder. And so it's basically about him struggling with like being a Mormon and like realizing that not all Mormons are like this, these pure devout people. It's super, super Ooh. interesting so far. Um, You know, I've spoken plenty of times of how I've been pretty much over like true crime, small true crime shows. um, But this one's doing it for me because like, a, it's based on a true story. Um, So I think a lot of like the absurdities of like, what bothers me about true crime shows um are out like not used um and Garfield is just like awesome honestly, everyone in the show is really really good like Wyatt Russell is incredible um just everyone in it is is awesome definitely recommend it's obviously not like the lightest of viewing, sure. but I think I haven't seen too many people talking about it, but the performances are like are really stellar, so I recommend anyone interested in that sort of stuff to to go check it out
1: yeah i should i will i will definitely check that out but garfield alone is enough for me but i i kind of like that it, you'd think that because he had all this publicity that it would get hyped. but i'm kind of glad that it's not because then i feel like you'd get like overly Garfielded it, and then yeah. that would sort of like put him in a bad spot so i kind of like that we're sort of not getting overexposed garfield
0: yeah and and i know he's um he said he's taking some time off of acting mm-hmm. i was like what but then like i looked at his IMDB page and it's like he's been like knocking them out like in the last last year he did the eyes of tammy faye tick tick boom uh spoiler spoilers uh that movie and then (laughs) uh and then under the banner of heaven so he had four like pretty huge movies come out in the last year so it it makes sense that he needs some time um, needs some time apart especially since like three of them are pretty you know demanding roles yeah um so yeah, I'm 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 pretty stoked to okay. uh to see when he when he comes back.
1: So it's called what? Under the what?
0: Under the banner of heaven. Okay. Yeah. I mean Def given a watch. Let's creep on Boom's letterbox really quickly. She had her three and a half stars, the epitome of hipster cinema. Nice. Uh Poseidon from 2006? I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's like the Poseidon
1: fun- adventures that remake. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Three stars uh edge of tomorrow three and a half oh, She you knocked out senior year one and a half stars yes this was hot hot garbage and yes i still cried <laughs> need. that's perfect uh petite maman
1: oh don't say anything god i, yeah, I that want to see yeah i want
0: three and a half stars for vanilla sky oh boy oh oh boy we're gonna have to talk about that next week <sighs> boom this is your warning yeah. prepare your arguments mm-hmm. now um but all right let's get should we go into the lunchbox? I think so, yeah. Time? I think it's time. All right. Before we get into our time machines, uh, for those who didn't watch, the lunchbox is uh, directed by Ritesh Batra, starring Irfan Khan and Nimrat Kaur. And it is about um, uh, a man named Sajan Fernandez, played by Khan. He is uh, someone who is working as like, an accounts analyst, and he is about to retire. Um, and and uh, he gets these lunchboxes delivered to him every day by a woman named Ela singh who was having like a rough time in her in her marriage and these two build a relationship with each other strictly through writing letters as they deliver and return these lunch bales to each other uh catcher let's hop into our time machines <laughs> and head back to india circa the late 1800s um Interesting. yeah yeah so basically for those who don't know, India is like the most populated country or like the second most populated country in the world. Um, and uh, in the late 1800s, like a bunch of people started moving to India. I think. Um, and as a result, like people needed ways to get food delivered to them like in a more efficient way uh, while they're at the work days. And so I guess in 1890 and Apologies for all the really bad pronunciations I'm gonna be doing throughout this whole episode. Ooh. Uh, someone named Mahadeo Bachi, um, started like the first lunch delivery service in Bombay, um, which basically like set up a way where people like these couriers would go to like houses where people at home, uh, would cook meals, um, and then these couriers would pick them up and then deliver them to people working, um, it, all throughout you know the cities uh this like business was called a uh, dabbawallas eventually yeah, that's and Dabawala the- means one who carries a box um when translated uh in- into english and basically this industry um is just like a gigantic food service industry in india um i was looking at you know on like whatever research i was doing i guess 175,000 to 200,000 Lunch boxes are delivered a day, yeah, by about forty five hundred to five thousand dabawalas. That is insane, insane. that is a shit ton of like food and money uh, and you know, uh, jobs, you know, yeah. that are like in India like through this this service, which which is wild. um, and the reason I talk about this is because the film that we were talking about, the lunch box is is about this service that I had really never heard of, and I assume most western audiences had had never heard of so uh this movie the lunchbox was directed by someone named ritesh batra it was his first uh film feature film he had done a bunch of shorts he went to film school in nyu and he wanted to make a movie about this so he wrote a script he fired it off to who is like the biggest star um in indian cinema ever uh, irfan khan who again i'm sure if you looked at him people would know who he was here on in western uh countries and um Irfan Khan really loved the script he really loved that uh his character um saw John Fernandez um he didn't have to do like a lot of specific like it was a different kind of acting than he was used to because a lot of it was like letter writing which we'll talk about in a bit um the movie uh was completed in 2000 uh, t- shot and completed in 2012 over 29 days which is nuts oh um shooting like on location in India and when you watch the movie obviously you can tell it was all like on location um the movie was admitted to Cannes got into Cannes Film Festival Sony Pictures picked it up and then it was released in 2013 so catcher yes my first question uh-huh how much did you love this movie how much did i love this movie i
1: i i love this movie i i It's weird. I had a weird feeling when I went to rent it the first time because it's like $4.99 to rent, and it was like $10 to buy. And I was like, maybe I should just buy it. Like, maybe it might be good, and then I just have it. And then I'm really mad I didn't buy it because I rented it again this morning because I just wanted to rewatch it again to sort of refresh myself. And as I was watching it, I was giddy with laughter with Mm -hmm. just everything about this movie. Um, The performances, beautiful. The Mm -hmm. editing... Spectacular. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, it is so it is so effortless mm-hmm. in its simplicity. Um uh, I think this is my new favorite thing. Uh simple movies that fill me with joy because mm-hmm. it this movie just does everything so well. Um and on top of everything else, the food in it is just shot with such care and love so good and yeah. everything just looks delicious and i'm in the middle of nowhere i cannot get any indian food here and it's <laughs> killing me right now indian food is like my top in my top five favorite cuisines ever i agree and i
0: love indian food i
1: can't get any of it um yeah. and that's a real bummer um but it this just fills me with joy in that it is a simple story told like excellently it's perfect mm-hmm. uh, i think it, i think it may move into my top four for letterboxd i think i'm i'm just, just blows my mind yeah
0: yeah it was so good i was like so happy watching it and like you know on the surface when you read the description like it just comes off as like a typical like rom-com it's, but it's, it's like, like not, the lake house
1: or something you know yeah like the lake house <laughs> yeah. right i mean
0: it's two people who who connect through like these letters but like, the acting between both Irfan Khan and um, Nimrat Kaur is incredible. And they're like, never in the same they, room. They're never in the same room. And they have such good chemistry never looking at each other. It was, like, completely mind-blowing yeah. to me to watch. Like, it, it was so good. I mean, as I was watching it, I think my note was that, like, Irfan Khan's performance in this really reminds me of Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. Mm. Because every little thing Irfan Khan did was so specific and so like um and so like on purpose like the way he folded up his, like, his glasses, glasses. into that tiny glasses cake, yes. every time he did that, I, like, could not stop watching him. Yes. I was but like, holy fuck, like, he makes that look so good. This
1: is a man who has opened and closed that, like, glasses case a hundred million times in his lifetime, not, yeah. not once or four or five times a day for 29 days. Like, it's, yeah. it's a like, everything feels so natural and ingrained yeah. in their behaviors. Yeah. It's unreal. Like, that's her kitchen. She lives in her yeah. kitchen all the time. Yeah. She knows where everything yeah. is. She's never question. It's never like, oh, I'm grabbing this. Yeah. Like in the just to cut back to like the Northman a bit. The old, like the the shots in that movie are great, but sometimes some of the fighting feels a little staged at times. Like it's well choreographed, but you can sort of feel yeah. the motions. And this is the opposite of that. This is natural, natural, natural behaviors happening from these characters, and it's amazing to see.
0: Yeah, it it like and I think the way it was shot too, like I think the director and just by the nature of filming in such a populated city, the director really tried making things look like a documentary. Mm. I mean, when they're following around the Dabawala you know, couriers and stuff like that, everything just feels like you're really a part of it and you're kind of just like dropped into this this story. Um and it, it I mean, it was it was just so good. Like I I you know, I really like Romantic comedies and like romantic movies, but like I feel like I haven't been so invested mm. in like characters in like a very very long time. Like at one point, um, what what's his assistant's name again? Uh, Sh- um,
1: Sharik, I think, Sharik. Sheik, Sheikh. Sheikh. Yeah. So
0: his his um, you know, as ear Irf- like I said, irfan like Irf- Khan's about to go retire, and um, Sheikh is the the per- person who's going to be replacing him at this job, and like. As, you know, every day he gets this letter and, like, you're just kind of waiting for him to read this letter that he receives from Ila. And then there's one moment where, like, he's starting to read it and then she goes up and, like, interrupts him. And I'm like, no, like, let him read the letter. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, it's just such good writing. Yeah. Like, that you really care. And what's also great about the movie is that as it keeps going, you also realize, like, they shouldn't they They're like why are why should they get together and they right. kind of like make you understand why like it wouldn't work also like through like these beautiful like letter writing scenes it, it's just it's just so good
1: yeah, oh yeah it's there's just so many moments, and just in terms of going back to like the chemistry between them mm-hmm. the cinematography and editing is used to such beautiful uh to such beautiful degrees, like there's a scene where um he's somewhere. And I think he's reading a letter or something. And and he sort of, he bats like a fly out of his face And it cuts Mm -hmm. to her, and she's doing the same thing. Doing the same thing, And it's, like, little things like that where it's, like, they're connecting them in such beautiful ways. I have, like, a million of them that I wrote Yeah, there's
0: another one where they're talking about – she's talking about her auntie and uncle who live upstairs from her. Yes. And, like, they're talking about the fans, and then when he looks up, the fan also stops, like, worrying. yeah. And, like, whether or not that actually happens or he's just, like, so absorbed in her letter that he's seeing it happen. I mean, there's just, like, a lot of really cool, like, little moments like that that make you really, like – pay attention to every single little thing that that's happening on screen
1: yeah there's a moment like uh early on when he's on the on the train or on the bus on the way home and there's these little kids and they're like singing this song as they're walking through and then it cuts to her and she's listening to that same song on the radio and it's like brilliant so simple so easy it creates this world where it feels like they're together and they and mm-hmm. they never do and I didn't even think about it until right now when we were just having they never see each other and yet yeah. they always feel so well no close. he sees her sure, sure in sure. that one scene but, they but yeah they never interact directly yeah and it's just like wow just mm-hmm. and I'm but it, but it really does come down to the performances their surrounding characters and like mm-hmm. and the again the direction is so strong um there is a scene Um, so they've, at this point, they've now exchanged lunch boxes like two or three times Uh maybe, and Uh it arrives and he's excited about Mm -hmm. this. And Mm -hmm. the thing about him is you learn early on that his wife has passed away. And so this has sort of made him this sort of bit, a bit of a curmudgeon. No one Mm -hmm. really likes him. He doesn't talk to anybody. People don't Mm -hmm. talk to him. He's sort of like this old curmudgeon, old man. And he, this thing arrives at his desk and he's so excited. He's, he's unzips it to smell cause it's oh. like a caring case. Right. And this is the first time that he looks over and there's like a coworker that sits beside him. And this is now the first time that he's like even engaged with this person. And it's yeah. like his relationship with Ela, Ela, right? That's her name. Yeah. Ela. Yeah. Is opening him up to the people around him like he's never looked anyone in the eyes until like this shot i think and it's like simple simple like little moments like that that you're not even really realizing it's happening are just creating such a depth of character for him Mm -hmm. and and it just shows this growth in such a natural way and it's just like Mm -hmm. it blows it's just blowing my mind every time
0: and and like the way both of their characters sort of develop through these letters is also interesting because the letters aren't like particularly intricate or mm. like really like, you know, um like like embellished writing. Sure. The writing is like super realistic and like they're kind of just ending in like random sentences here and there. But like the way the sentences and there was a line I wrote down where um he says, you know, I think we forget things if there's nobody to tell them. Mm. Like that I think like kind of synops like synthesizes like why the relationship is so important because like on his end he's sort of remembering like what it's like to have like interactions with people and like relationship with people and on her end she's like you know her husband we find out is like cheating on her even though it's it's fairly clear like from the beginning um you know we find out she's cheating on her he's cheating on her and like she's using this like to realize like you know her own Mm self-worth and how like she really needs to like think of herself and her daughter and like her family versus like trying to impress this person who doesn't even her husband who doesn't even realize that he's not even getting her home-cooked meals yes you know yes um
1: well just that feeling of isolation like that you can like you could be isolated and be surrounded by people you know and Mm -hmm. but isolation is such an internal mental thing where sure she sees her husband like you said but He's cheating on her she doesn't feel loved or acknowledged by him so she is also just as alone as as uh as he is and it's just it, it's suffocate it's like suffocating at the beginning in, in a real way like it's just mm-hmm. like wh- like there's so many times when I was for the first time I watched it, I was like why will you not talk to anybody like people are talking to you and he won't respond I'm like why will yeah. you not respond to this to these people and then he he immediately respond like eventually says like oh yeah my wife is dead and you're like oh okay yeah that makes sense now I understand and there's and the film is structured in such a beautiful way where um like I was watching it with Emma today and she was like oh well what about this I'm like just wait It ex- it's yeah. explained there are no plot holes in this movie yeah. like every time yeah. you think to yourself oh like what about this like there be an explanation is given in one way or another either right away or you know moments later where the director is, he's just so considerate about all of these little things and understands like, if I put this on screen, this is going to raise a question of some kind, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to have to back that up. And, and it's not, you know, he's not just shooting at a, you know, just whatever, he's not improvising, everything is so well considered. And that was the thing that just really blew me away about this movie It's just like how considered every small detail seems to be.
0: Yeah. And I think a part of that is because the director, Ritesh, um, he he, like I said, he went to school. He grew up in India, but he actually went to film school in in, at NYU. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like as he was like making this movie, he had the intention of like attracting Western or American audiences Mm -hmm. to the film. And so like a lot of the things like clearly had to be explained but he doesn't like over explain it. Like you understand how this like pro system works and like how important like this lunch delivery service is, and like, you know how you can end up having relationships with these people um, who, who make meals for you, even if you never meet them. And it just, it just makes everything just feel correct. You know, Mm. like a lot of like sort of the silliness that would like, again, if if this was made here and it was starting like fucking like Ryan Reynolds and whoever, (laughs) like it would just be like the silliest thing ever. But I think since it's like such a dedicated like it's so authentic to like I guess you know Indian life and such a vital part of their like economy and like daily life there's just so many details he can just drop in that just makes everything feel so whole yeah um i don't know it, it it was just so cool to 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 see it all play out like that um let's um let's talk about like the the uh, i guess the third character is um we talked about it briefly is Irfan Khan's, like, soon-to-be replacement, um, uh, his name is, uh, Sheik, Sheik, and, um, he's, like, this young guy, he is kind of, like, the polar opposite of Irfan Khan's character, he's, like, a young upstart, you know, he, um, is super chatty, like, really wants to get involved, and, like, Irfan is, like, very, like, standoffish, like you were saying, but, like, the way their relationship develops, how, like, you know, we find out seeing Sheik is, uh, also an orphan, and he doesn't have family, and, like, how he, um, you know, they kind of adopt each other as like this, like father son kind of relationship, but also just like a mentor and mentee. Mm.
1: Um, well, yeah, because it, it show again, going back to it's not a love story per se. Mm-hmm. So it's not about this relationship opens themselves up for love. It's, mm-hmm. it opens themselves up to, to do what they need. Right. Yeah. Like, and it for, um, for Fernandez, it's like, he needs people like the problem mm-hmm. is he's so separate from people and what this mm-hmm. relationship allows him to do is open himself up to have that relationship with the to to, uh, to wake up from this sort of like curmudgeonly life and embrace life again um and in, and um in the same way Ila like just needs that sort of like self reassurement that she's a good per like that she's a good person that she's worth having around love. you know yeah. she's worth love exactly Um, so maybe they're not to be in love but that's the thing you know we all need human connection and not all human connection is romantic you know sometimes it's family sometimes it's community but whatever it is but we need that and when it's taken from us um, in one way or another either directly or indirectly that's that's so damning Um, which I find so interesting because they have such a focus in this on in this movie about transportation like even like a she's gift from his father's like a moped you know mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, transportation yeah. is such a big deal and especially with regards to like public transit it is a way it is the way in which people come together you know i was trying to figure out like why what is this what is it about transportation and it, it is this idea of movement and but it is the place that people come together um mm-hmm. in society where like we're forced on top of each other and so often at the beginning uh Sijen is like surrounded by people and talks to no one but as the film progresses he's hanging out with Sheik he's on there they're talking they're you know and all of a sudden this place doesn't seem so scary and isolating it's like lively and full of life and interesting conversations and um yeah that's like every every aspect of this film is so well thought and considered and like executed on um and the surrounding characters included like auntie Auntie is my might be my favorite character in the whole movie, and you never and you even never see her. her. She's just yeah. a basket like yeah. being yeah. lowered down. Like There's this amazing shot where um, so they've had their first interaction, sending letters back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. She's basically like, you got my husband's food accidentally, but you liked it. Here's another meal for you. I hope you enjoy it. And his response to her is, it's salty that's <laughs> yeah. all he says it's just that it's yeah. salty and so um auntie hears about this and she's like well, how rude she he eats all your food and and like he doesn't even say thank you and she, she goes here and she sends down this basket with like chili peppers in it with, with the intention of like here make him another dish but put these chilies in it and she's like oh auntie I'm not sure and she shakes the basket as like yeah a, you know like a hey just no take it, take it. and yeah. you know and yeah just that basket shake just speaks volumes. You know, it would yeah. be like someone forcing them to take it with their hands, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just so, like, you don't even, that's the thing. It's like, you don't, it, Um. relationships don't necessarily require you to be there, but, like, are you listening? You know, mm-hmm. are you being heard by other people? Mm-hmm. And, like, their relationship is, that's how that works. It's just yelling up floors in their apartment yeah. building. But, like, their relationship is so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, yeah. I mean it's it's just a great character study not only of like actual people but like the character of like the city that they're in like the totally. culture over there. I mean I feel like I just learned a lot about Indian culture from like watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it, it, yeah, I mean I really cannot say like enough awesome things about it. Like for oh god.
1: No, I was just going to say like me and Emma were talking recently about like trying to find ways of making Uber Eats like less um like destructive for the environment you know because they're just it's takeout containers after takeout containers yeah yeah, and so we had talked about this idea like well what if when they come you know you clean it out you give it back to the driver next time you know and like and they bring it back to whatever and which is basically what this is right and it was just like this is the greatest like we need to be doing this here everywhere like this is a service that like imagine just getting fresh home-cooked meals every day for lunch like uh, who wouldn't (laughs) want that yeah Um, but just the idea that like that is so integral to like this culture where it's like, no, yeah. we want to make sure that we're eating good, well, home-cooked food, you know? Yeah. Um, something about that is just like, especially like right now I'm opening a restaurant, like I'm Italian, like Italians, we love food. Like yeah. and for my family in particular, like we show love through food. So like, to me, this is like, it's just
0: shows so much of that. I really loved the design of the Dabawala box. Also, like what t- yes. what innovative is so cool. Those tins, I, Tara and I were like, "I like, can we just buy those?" Yeah, like,
1: yeah. They're called Tiffin Tiffin boxes. Yeah, T i f f i n. Yeah. Anyone can go and look them up. You've probably seen them. You just had no idea what they're called. Tiffin uh, takeout so boxes. Cool. Yeah. So genius. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I mean, just going back to to Irf and Khan, like for me. I mean from what I understand this is like one of his like core movies like this Ooh. is one that where it like solidified him as like you know really like a, the king of Indian cinema yeah um and I really just need like to go back and watch some of his other stuff cuz he's just so he's just so fucking good and it's such a shame that he died you know before I think he could have tapped in into like American films being made with like the intent of hiring foreign actors Mm -hmm. or bringing like you know non-english like he speaks english but like you know bringing in foreign actors known in foreign countries and like bringing them to america and be like hey like look how amazing these people are sure yeah Um, agreed yeah because you know even when he died like i knew who he was and it was like huge news here Mm -hmm. you know um and it just makes you like want to go back through like some of his other core movies and just see like you know how he is in them because i'm sure like it's amazing he it was seriously like just incredible in, in the movie
1: what he showed here is yeah i, I would i i'm with you know, the same way like i'm just just blown away by his performance in this like just really wow like th- thank you for this um but yeah but both of them really just doing so much with so little yeah um uh, yeah it, it's wonderful
0: yeah uh did you have any other like Key things or did you want to jump into our categories i talked
1: about auntie right so that's like yes vitally important to me um uh, <laughs> uh let's see i just think well just two just in terms of like people there there's this fascinating thing um with indian culture and specifically with language where there's such like a, a interesting way of it slips english in like they slip english in and out of Mm-hmm. language yeah. constantly not just in this yeah. movie but it's a natural thing um it's just part of the culture and yeah, uh,
0: Filipino people do that all the time so I just
1: for anyone who's like maybe in should I watch this but I'm not huge on foreign films so I don't know just like if you need a last bit push like mm. this movie is like half in English um yeah. just out of just well mostly how er- people speak. Con speaks yeah. mostly in English through the whole movie yeah uh, and maybe that has something to do with like uh, because he's a job working in government. Like I'm not sure if there's like yeah. that's like a like a
0: a thing like a requirement or whatever. Yeah,
1: whatever. But yeah, but just if if that's sort of stopping you, this is like that will help. You know, <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. Um, but otherwise, like I I cannot stress enough that everyone should see this movie. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Like I was really I, I was blown away. Like I really thought it was just gonna be a, like a nice romantic comedy set in a place i'm not from and it is yeah. like a masterclass in simple filmmaking mm-hmm. like
0: actually that reminded me of my actual last question oh yeah like so at the movie ends um irfan khan he, uh, fernandez he retires and he decides you know they they were going to meet up fernandez and ila were going to meet up ila goes to the cafe Irfin uh, Fernandez goes to the cafe to meet her. And then he realizes like, and he says this in a letter, like you're so young, you know, you like, I realize I'm older and I'm on like the next phase of my life. Like you deserve love. You should be finding, you know, love elsewhere. You know, she goes back to find him later and finds out that he sort of left um, Mumbai for a bit and then came back at some point. Um, And the movie sort of ends with like, those who like maybe looking for each other, what do you think? How do you think? The, oh, yes. The, like, let's say there's like another week of the movie shown. What sure. do you think happens?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I in my mind, I'd like to think that they just go on their own separate ways. Like, that this mm-hmm. it was, again, uh, the thing that they needed to move forward in mm-hmm. their life uh, in order to get through the sort of hardship or, you know, a funk that they've been in. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in that way, that's kind of what I liked about it. It wasn't, again, like a nice tied with a bow ending where it's like, oh, and they're in love and it's like they figure it out. It's like, no, that's not what this was about. This was mm-hmm. about two people who needed connection, that yeah. they found it and they realized there's something, there. you know, it can be better. Yeah. Um, and then that's all you need. And that's fine. And again,
0: like something western romantic movies can learn from like movies even like quote unquote quote like basic simple movies can end with ambiguity and like make it really interesting you know they didn't have to tie it all with a bow like the movie is like a slice of life movie really and it just ends like with their lives continuing and I thought it was like a really powerful way to, to end the movie
1: yeah I think we um I think there's this idea of just like making movies super easy to digest and so we have to give the same sort of same story Like plot points, we just have to hit all the plot points. And it's Mm -hmm. like, this movie doesn't need that. It's not what this movie is about. You know, it's not about them finding love in the same way. And I think we'll get to that sort of like in our categories, but like in the same way, the hero is like that, Mm -hmm. where it's not about them finding love. You Mm -hmm. know, it's Mm -hmm. about them learning about themselves. Yeah. You know, and growth in that way. And so, like, let's, you know, let's really understand the story we're telling. Yeah. You know, and that's right. like that's I think the most important lesson we can learn from movies like this is like really understand what you're going for, what the themes are about. Like where your characters end up says so much about what you're trying to say it as a piece of art. And not necessarily yeah. you have to believe what you're telling, but like it should have a connection to the the themes of what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I just had this as a 4 on Letterboxd, but after talking to it up to 2 a
1: Yeah, it's five. a it's a 5 like for sure it's, like I said. I'm, it's so good. It's yeah. it's if you watch it again you'll be blown away by just like yeah. the, just the intricacies you, there, So you watch
0: it twice. I did.
1: There's a yeah. shot at the beginning, so simple. He's in the canteen, like the lunchroom, and mm-hmm. it's him sitting at all the seats are twos, right? Two two seats sitting across from each other. The shot is him alone and then behind him is the next table, with two people. That's mm-hmm. it. So yeah. you can't see the guy who's beside him, but there is someone there, and all yeah. you can see is it's him alone. Like, it's not a complicated shot, but it's like what that speaks in in the back of your mind as you're watching it is like, that's excellent. Like, it's yeah, perfect. So, yeah. yes, it's a masterclass. Everyone needs to watch this movie. It's a joy, and, and you won't... won't be sad by the end (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah you know that's my new thing like i don't want to be sad when i'm done watching a movie now
0: uh let's go to our categories so if you're listening for the first time welcome uh each week we uh have a couple categories to wrap up our conversation about the movies uh the first is our criterion moment which is the moment or sequence in which we think that the film would be in the criteria why the film is in the criterion if it already is but this case this is not um but is there a scene or sequence catch that you think warrants its admission
1: I'm going to cheat. It's been a while since I've cheated on this Classic. show. Famously at the yeah, beginning, have it I've, che- I'll, I've I'll cheated. It. I, yeah. But it's basically any time the film does that thing where it connects them in like a, like in a shot or two shot, like, you know, or like mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah. a cut where it's the fly in the face, he's swatting it, she's swatting it the kid's running by singing a song, He's and or she, and she's listening to the song, the fans, that any of that stuff where it does exactly what you were talking about earlier, which is grounds them in the same mental space without them yeah. ever having to be in the same physical space.
0: For me, I think I would do the scene where, uh, I said this not too long ago, where the scene where they're supposed to meet up for lunch, the first time you see the scene, you just see it from her perspective. And then through the letter, you find out that he was actually there and saw him, mm. saw her. Um, and I really loved how you got to see the same like linchpin moment of the film played mm. out in two different ways and how each reacted. Mm. I just thought that was like such a brilliant way to sort of wrap up that that story. Um, I, th- I thought that was phenomenal. So that would be my pick.
1: Her performance there from his perspective of her just like waiting. Drinking the water. Wa- drinking yeah. the water. I was like, God, I've how many times I've been there like waiting for a date. Like yeah. you know, and just like oh god, are they coming? Oh god, I don't know. I yeah. feel like a fool. Like yeah, it's <laughs> like, like so great.
0: So then our second category, and I'll go first, is how I think this relates to the hero, which is our main uh, film of focus for the next couple of weeks. So I picked this movie, like I said last week, not because I knew anything about it, um, but because I just you know the hero is like one of the films of Indian cinema, and I want to watch another movie, um, that is like on that like sort of pole of indian cinema uh, with again Irfan Khan was a big part of that um and i surprisingly like there are so many connections to it like obviously transportation like you said catcher is so important to um uh to indian culture um you know the food connection like the the, the breaking of bread is vitally important to both the films and the way how like these relationships kind of like they move in and out of the movies are about moving in and out of relationships with people And I thought like there are a lot of like really similar parallels, which I didn't expect. Um, But, it you know, both films just make me really want to dig into more Indian movies because there is clearly like so much to take from them. Um, There's this movie called RRR. That's Mm. been it came out this year. And this is more like a traditional, like insane Bollywood movie, like music, dancing, action, romance stories. Um, But it's like I've seen it all over Twitter. Um, and I think it's like being available to stream in the U.S. soon, so that's going to probably be my next watch. But I do want to go back and find out these other like really important movies um, in in Indian cinema. So I'm I'm really happy I ended up you know going with this because I think it works as a relationship to um, the hero, but just it just works as like an incredible movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just yeah, in terms of how I see it connecting the hero, just a lot really like how I was speaking earlier in terms of this is a this is about. Uh, a non-romantic r- relationship between a man and a woman, you know, like this is uh, how, you know, playing inside that sort of romantic comedy trope, but
0: mm-hmm. without
1: having, or not trope, but genre, without having mm-hmm. to like commit to the romantic parts of it. Um, and just the way that, you know, it's it's about relationships and the way that, you know, human connection can bring, you know, can can bring you out of something or or open you up to something, you know, communicating with people and having relationships with other human beings is just so vital to the human experience and like having the ability to just unload or dissect or talk mm. about how you feel is such a, a important thing to keeping yourself sane. Um and again and then like you said just the whole idea of transportation and just like had they both in their own ways just give a great io op- like uh Slice of life of like Indian life in India, um, at least you know, in their respective times, um, which for someone who's never been is was nice. And the mm-hmm. yeah, so I, yeah, I think this is a great accidental pick that just I'm floored by it. So thank yep. you.
0: Catcher, remind us again, where are you taking us next week?
1: We're going to, I believe, we're going to France, mm-hmm. but I do believe it's in English. That'll be good. Juliet Binoche, Chloe, what's her name?
0: Grace Moretz. Yeah.
1: And uh, Kristen Stewart,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Clouds of Sils Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clouds of Sils, S-I-L-S, Maria, the name. Uh, it's on the Criterion Channel uh, and about an actress who in her younger years became famous playing uh, a character in a play and the The producer of that play wants to redo the play, but now has her playing uh, the sort of the elder woman in this this play. And now a young up-and-coming actress is playing the part that she made famous, that made her famous, and uh, the sort of like mental struggles of that. But it looks like there's a little bit more... um, it's a little. This was a little bit more violent, or maybe a little bit more dark. Maybe there's a, some thriller mm. aspect to that. So interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't watched the trailer for it, so I was ready to go into it blind. So yeah. Very very exciting. So clouds of Sils Maria yeah. will be the movie we talk about next week with uh Boom, who will hopefully give us a up, quick update on uh the lunchbox as well. Yeah. But until next week, catcher pleasure I'll miss you dearly wait what are you launching you're opening when next week What day we'll be
1: week? opening Friday nice uh, but then we're off Tuesday Wednesdays hypothetically so we should be fine nice yeah
0: well uh congrats oh, I guess I'll talk to you before your opening but yeah. pleasure as always catcher yes thanks everyone for listening Thank you. Uh, go watch the Lump lunchbox do it right now. now and uh we'll talk to you later see you later bye bye